our man Harry Simeo is everything Premier League. Harry, uh, thank you for bearing with us as you heard that very uh, <laughs> heartwarming story from Beaver there. Almost as heartwarming as winning a derby 2-0. You must be sky high at the moment, my friend. Oh, absolutely. It's been a long, long time since Arsenal have gone away to Tottenham and beaten them on their own patch. And to do it uh, in such emphatic fashion, to do it uh, opening up an eight-point lead over Manchester City in the Premier League title race is pretty special. Arsenal are, are flying at the moment. Every week, people keep talking about them falling away. Every week, people talk about this being another test, and they seem to be passing them all at the moment with flying colours. Now, if we retrace our steps, as because I look, I might be ignorant, but it's almost like I blinked and I missed this. And we've had a Football World Cup to contend with, and I think that took a lot of people's energy away from the Premier League at a, at a pretty unique time in the season. When did this happen? When did Arsenal put a gap on the field? When did they start playing the best football in the Premier League? Well, Arsenal have been really consistent from the start of the season. They've taken 32 points from the last 36 available, which is pretty good going. Uh, they've won 14 of their 17 games so far, which is really, really impressive. And, you know, they've, they've been really consistent from the start of the campaign. I just think that people kept looking at them and saying, well, they are going to fall away. This is a squad that is very thin. What is the impact of the World Cup going to be? Are they going to lose key players? And they did, in fact, lose Gabriel Jesus, their big money signing of the summer, uh, who cost them £50 million from Manchester City. He uh, obviously picked up an injury at the tournament and is now not available. But Arsenal have been able to cope with that. And that has surprised people. They did go into the World Cup break five points clear at the top of the league. But with games, once it returned against Newcastle, who are obviously flying high at the moment, against Spurs, against Chelsea, um, you know, just that one was just before the World Cup. There was a lot of fear. Oh, this will be where they even out, where they level out. And it's just not happened. They've continued to perform at an incredibly high level. Uh, the consistency is is the most impressive thing about it. But the style of which they're playing as well has, has caught people's eyes. And people are starting to fear them now. And um, and that is, I think, half the battle. You know, when you go into games against opponents and they give you too much respect, that can often work in your favour. And I think that's where Arsenal are at now. Speaking of Arsenal, do you think they've got, the, I guess, the mental ability to not keep peeking over his shoulders? I mean, eight points, it's a, it's a fair gap on the field, isn't it? Yeah, it is, a, it is a pretty big gap. The only thing that I think is a little bit misleading is that they haven't played against Manchester City yet, who are the side that most people feel are going to close the gap, if anybody. You know, they've, uh, they've won the league four out of the last five seasons and they've always done it with an incredible points tally. So the bar has been set really, really high. But, you know, although it looks good for Arsenal at the moment, if Manchester City were to beat them twice, that gap that's now eight points becomes two. And then it's very, very finely balanced. So, yes, the lead at the moment is a healthy one and it's impressive and it's something Arsenal fans should be delighted about. But it is based on the fact, largely, that they haven't played Manchester City yet, who are more than capable of beating Arsenal in two one-off games. So we'll see what happens. Now, Harry, this is a sentence that I didn't think I would say, but the other form team in the competition of Arsenal is Manchester United, and that is quite a startling revelation. What are your United buddies? You might not have any. You might have cut them loose a long time ago. What are they saying, though? <laughs> what is the noise coming out of the north? Yeah, they're really happy. They're really happy with the job that Eric Ten Hag's done. He's come in and he's had to deal with some difficult situations, the Cristiano Ronaldo one being the most high profile, but he stood firm, he stood strong throughout that entire sort of saga, if you want to call it that. Uh, Manchester United have managed to move Cristiano Ronaldo on and they're reaping the rewards now 
from having a really, really harmonious dressing room and a manager that the players trust in. I think as a manager, when you go into a football club, you need to earn people's respect. You know, Eric Ten Hag's record prior to Manchester United was impressive, but it wasn't quite that of, of the big-time managers in European football. It's probably in the second bracket, I would say, in terms of his reputation. So to be able to come in to handle a situation like that and then for those players to be able to sort of buy into his beliefs and ideas, pull it off on the pitch. He's made some really smart signings. Casemiro in from Real Madrid has been probably the most impressive one. He cost a lot of money and someone at his age was, you know, there was a lot of questions about Man United paying that for someone of that age at that point in their career. But the difference he's made has been unbelievable. So I think there's a lot of trust in Eric Ten Hag at the moment. Obviously, the Derby win that they got at the weekend was huge as well, although it was in controversial circumstances. But United fans won't let that take the shine off it. Speaking of United, is it Ganacho? Is he the star of the future for Man U? Yeah, he certainly looks a really talented individual. There's been a lot of talk here in the UK, though, about his attitude. He seems to be a bit of a rogue, um, a bit of a maverick. And, you know, some people like that. Some people, uh, you know, feel like the, the best players kind of need to be that. They need to have that edge. But there's there's a fine line with Alejandro Garnacho. You know, he seems to be uh, just kind of teetering on that line. And, and if he can keep his uh, sort of attitude right and he can keep his mind focused, then there's no doubt he can go on and be a great player. But what you don't want to see is him clashing heads with the manager. And some of the comments he makes publicly, some of the stories we hear about him suggest that, you know, he's always... Uh, just around the corner from from exploding, I guess, and that can be problematic for football clubs. And, and I guess Manu in particular. What is it with uh, the stars and the managers and uh, saying things that they shouldn't? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Football is a really really emotional sport. It is our national sport here. It is the one that has the most focus, the most attention. And you know, I've I've been lucky enough to be at a lot of games this season, even some in the lower divisions. Know, and you're talking 30,000, 35,000 crowds. So it is a massive sport here. There is scrutiny on every single thing that you say. Sometimes interviews get clipped up, get taken out of context, um, and, and that can be a problem. The emotions can run high, and sometimes you can say things that you know maybe you wouldn't want to put out in the public domain if you had an opportunity to go back and change it. But it, it just is what it is. You know, Players will speak out if you catch them after games when they're emotional. Managers, too. And I think we just have to, you know, be a little bit more mindful of, of the context of these things when we try and, you know, decipher whether they should have been said or not. So you're right, Harry. The pressure cooker of uh, the EPL and football and um the UK is something we don't really have to... Well, maybe it's kind of like the, the All Blacks pressure cooker down here in New Zealand if I try to compare it to something in our neck of the woods. What does that mean for Jurgen Klopp then? Does he have the professional cachet, the professional equity built up with Liverpool fans and the club itself that he can ride this ship out and they can get through these rough seas? Or is he going to start feeling some heat soon? Because they are woeful. His players don't look, they look lethargic. They don't look like they've got energy. They don't look motivated. And the football they're playing is, is quite frankly, pretty terrible. Yeah, the football is poor. You know, there's a lot of problems at Liverpool at the moment. I'd argue that the midfield needs refreshing and that's something they failed to address. I'd argue that they've lost key forward players and not replaced them with players of the same quality. Jurgen Klopp's making some strange tactical decisions that I think have left a lot of the Liverpool fan base confused. So, but you're right, he does have that equity, as you say, in terms of what he's achieved at the football club, how he took a football club 
who were always huge but had become a little bit of a sleeping giant in terms of what they were achieving, brings them their first Premier League title in 30 years, uh, which is obviously incredible, wins the Champions League, wins some domestic cups as well. He's done an unbelievable job, but I think we're just about getting to the point now where some Liverpool fans are looking at some of the decisions he's taken maybe in the last 18 to 24 months and asking whether they were right. And, and that is, you know, it's, again, it's not to say that he doesn't deserve the opportunity to ride this out and to bring them out the other side, but there are questions uh, being asked of Jurgen Klopp, as there always is with managers in the Premier League when they set the bar so incredibly high and then can't maintain that uh, sort of three, four, five years in Jurgen Klopp's case down the line. Beautiful stuff, Harry. We'll let you crack on with your uh, evening. Good to chat, as always. Covered a lot of bases there. And um, next time we chat, hopefully Arsenal is still sky high at the top of the table. We're just so happy for you, mate. Really, we just wanted to say that. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Have a great one.